on this episode of Why Watch That. Uh-oh. I can't bear to say it. I can't bear Wait to a minute. say it. You... I'm going to make you say it. You see, now, everybody, note what's going on here. This is, if it were the proper name, it would be called I Love Richard. Um, but what's short for Richard? And they're still dealing with the riot. I'm over the riot, by the way. I'm over it. Oh, boy. Wow. This cast knows exactly what it's doing. They're clear. The writers are clear. I'm just not clear. I've got to figure this out. Well, at the end, I'll tell you this, everybody. This show is about love, fear, and loss. Hmm. Why Watch That as a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome, Welcome to, to Why Watch That. Presented by Dynamic Network. Rapid Fire. Listen, the critic is coming at you. Yes, he is coming at you with this rapid fire. Yeah, yeah, you. With this rapid fire TV rundown of new shows and also returning shows, we are going to go through this list. Oh. Because it's all over the place. We've got shows that are returning. We've got shows that you can binge. We've got shows that you've never even seen or heard of before. <laughs> so what we do is we lock him up in a room, oh. in a dark room with a oh. tiny little TV and throw him bones. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do I get water? For, you get water so you can make a bone broth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's start with... Let's start with Netflix's The Last Kingdom, oh. which is, I get, I'm hearing it's a fixer. It'll fix you until something gets here. That's this right. That's what I'm hearing. And speaking of bones, you know, you might see some bones on this show. Now look. Uh-oh, uh-oh. So everybody knows Game of Thrones, whatever you think of it. If you're waiting for that to come back, The Last Kingdom is a great respite. Let's say that. Okay, mm. so we know Vikings is out there. So is this. Similar kind of thing with the Last Kingdom and Vikings. We do get Vikings here. We do get Anglo-Saxons. We do get the Danes. We do get fighting. We do get romance. But we don't get the fantasy. So I will say it's only eight episodes per season. This is the second season. It's a quick watch. The plot doesn't take forever to get going, unlike Game of Thrones. Ooh, and wait a minute. You're, you're, you're throwing daggers out there. I sure am. How long did it take for winter to come? Anyway... But for The Last Kingdom, it doesn't reach the heights of Game of Thrones, no. But it is entertaining enough that you will enjoy it. Gotcha. Now, listen, there's another show on Amazon that you can binge. <laughs> I can't bear to say it. I can't bear Wait to a minute. say it. You... I'm going to make you say it. <laughs> you see, now, everybody, note what's going on here. This is... If it were the proper name, it would be called I Love Richard. Um, What's short for Richard? (laughs) But it's actually called I Love Dick. Oh, boy. And this comes, uh, it's co-created by Jill Soloway, who created Transparent, based on the novel of the same name by Chris Krause. It stars Kevin Bacon as the titular character, Dick. And that's it. Just Dick. Okay? 
Catherine Hahn and Griffin Dunn play a married couple, and uh, Griffin Dunn's character has a research fellowship. He's a writer that's going to study under Dick. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. Catherine Hahn, his wife, is a filmmaker whose film has been accepted to the Venice Film Festival. Something happens that prevents that from going on. She stays instead to audit Dick's class because something about Dick gets her going. <laughs> Oh boy, come on now with all this. I'm so, this is what they set up, and it's a love-hate relationship. She's writing almost a love-hate letter to him throughout the series. This, everybody, if any of that sounds interesting, check it out. I am thoroughly entertained by it. I think that Amazon Prime is hitting it out the park with comedies especially, and this is no exception. Mm, now listen here. Twin Peaks is back. Yes, I said Twin Peaks it's on Showtime. It's that. It's a reboot of that old TV show um, forever ago. I think it was like maybe one or two seasons. Yeah. It's back. And are we going to watch it? Well, if you saw it in the 90s, so this is returning after 25 years of being off the air. If you saw it in the 90s Ooh, and wow. liked it, yeah, watch Twin Peaks. If you didn't see it in the 90s, uh, and you're interested, start back at the beginning. Showtime offers all episodes. Hulu has the first two seasons, I believe, as well. From the beginning, you will know whether this is for you or not. It comes from David Lynch, who has his own sensibility. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it really works. Sometimes it doesn't. For me, Twin Peaks, uh, look, we have all kinds of shows that are mysteries and weird, where you go, what's going on? The Leftovers will get to, and more. Uh, so it just doesn't do enough for me to keep watching. I just look at it going, okay, it's a bunch of weird people. And of course, there's a murder that happens and all of that. So that's Twin Peaks. Okay. Bloodline on Netflix, <laughs> third season. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Now, I remember you saying early on that there's some characters on the show that you wouldn't be caught Uh-oh. in an alley with. <laughs> I wouldn't be caught in a church with some of these people. Now, look. Ooh. Bloodline, this is the final season. It's third season. Each season gets worse, I do have to say. Um, because Ben Mendelsohn, we get less of him per season. And he's the one that you don't want to be anywhere near. It, no joke. Now, this is a great cast. Kyle Chandler, Linda Connellini, Norbert Leo Butts. We have Sissy Spacek. Yeah. They all do their jobs. Since this is it, if you started watching it, keep watching. Finish it. Uh, this time, murders have happened. This family, the Rayburns, is involved. Some people are running away. Some people are trying to cover it up. Some people are revealing it to others. Some people want to turn themselves in, and that backfires. We've got to see how this concludes, and you will get that in this season. So if you haven't started watching it, you can. From the beginning, you'll be clear on whether you should continue. It's a slow burn. Sometimes it's worth it. Sometimes it's not. Hmm. Well, I'll tell you what is not quite the slow burn. We're talking House of Cards on Netflix. It is out for its, what, fifth season? Yeah. And, oh my goodness, uh, Francis and Claire are on a rampage. Yeah. Uh, stay out of their way. Just stay yeah. out of their way. Hey, look, they said at the end of the fourth season, they said they're going to chaos, they're going to all of that, and they are delivering in the fifth season. <laughs> so, uh, make sure you're clear on where we have come from before watching season five. Because in the first episode, I was like, what? I I just kind of got it. It wasn't hooking me. I had to go back to figure out what was happening. And then it started working better in the second episode. I'll say, in this time that we're in, everybody, 
Mm. It changes the way that this show works, at least for me as a viewer. Uh, hmm. I don't know that it helps it, though. So, oh. yeah, I, I still like it, but I'm not in love. I, I haven't finished this season, so maybe that'll change. Uh, I'm sure it probably will, but that's my take for now. Now, listen, Nashville is back um, for its other half of its first season on CMT. It is not the first season of Nashville, but it's the first time it's transferred over to a different network. I think we have to spoil it um, yeah. because a, an extremely big thing happened. Yeah. So do the honors. Yeah. So season five is the first one on CMT. They split this season in half. So half 11 episodes we already had. And now we're back with the second half of the remaining 11 episodes. Uh, toward the end of the first half of those 11 episodes, Connie Britton, the lead character, Raina James, Raina James died tragically. Oh, no, 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 no. Leaving the rest of the characters reeling, including her husband, Deacon, and her two daughters. Um, and I will say, the ending <laughs> of that first half was stellar. Oh, I will okay. say, because I was like, wait a minute, you killed off Connie Britton's character. Connie Britton is the life's blood of this show, along with Hayden Panettiere. How can this go on? Well, I mean, look, those new showrunners got them little girls, her daughters, to act. No. So they were delivering. And I, I think as a fan of the show, you can go through with them the shock, the disappointment, the anger, the mourning, all of that. Now we're back. And it's about three months lag time. The show follows that. It's in real time. Mm, so everyone's okay. three months older. We see for some people, they're starting to get their lives back together. Others are not, notably her younger daughter. Um, now, the question for this is, because these new showrunners diagnosed the show's problems, said it was too much going on, too fast. Let's slow it down and streamline it. That mm -hmm. was... That was the right way to go. However, if you do that, then your storylines have got to be really good. You can't get away with it. And I don't know at the moment if they found a way to go from Raina's death to something new that's just as compelling. They still have mm. time to do it. They do have another season coming up. It was renewed. So uh, right now I'm feeling okay good. with them. So we'll see. All right. Well, listen, what you don't feel okay is if uh -oh. there are zombies walking around <laughs> amc fear the walking dead is back yeah and this is the prequel to walking dead if i'm not mistaken yeah. it takes place in a completely different city so you're getting the first burn of these strange beings that we now know are zombies yeah um yeah so we're in la and, and mexico in fear the walking dead unlike atlanta and the rest of the east coast in the walking dead um, if it's a prequel, why? Why do we need the prequel? That's the question. They told us we're not going to uh, learn why this zombie outbreak <laughs> happened, how it happened. Okay. Uh, it happens before Rick in The Walking Dead wakes up from his coma. Okay. What are you telling me then? What am I learning? The more I watch this, the more that question looms bigger and bigger and I've got to tell you, they have annoying characters just like The Walking Dead. They kill people off just like The Walking Dead. Um, at this moment, I'm still watching, but uh, barely. I actually stopped mm. the second season and then restarted watching it. 
So uh, good luck, everybody, with this one. This really is for you diehard fans of this whole uh, universe. Otherwise, I cannot say that you have to watch Fear the Walking Dead. Hmm. Okay. Now, I'm dying up here. Yes. I mean, not in this podcast, but I'm dying up here. It's a new (laughs) show on Showtime. And it's about comedians. Uh, uh, Do tell. Yeah. So this is executive produced uh, by a lot of people, including one Jim Carrey. Ooh. It's based on a book by William Nodelseeder of the same name and it is based on real events so this is the 1970s comedy scene in LA uh, no one's real none of the characters are real they're, they're based on real people uh, we start with Sebastian Stan's character who uh, is one of the leading comics at a, a club owned by Melissa Leo's character okay and she's the gatekeeper mm. She lets you know if you're ready for the main stage. (laughs) She lets you know if you're ready to go to Johnny Carson at the Tonight Show. So that's all. Everybody's going to L.A. to do this. So Sebastian Stan's character ends up getting on the Tonight Show, nails it. Johnny invites him over. We know, okay, that's the big deal. Something bad happens to him, though, after that, which changes the complexion of the show. Now, this is a drama D. Mm. It's not a comedy. Uh, the comedy itself isn't that funny. I've seen the first two episodes. Not that funny. It's acceptable, in my opinion. Some people have other opinions about that. Some people really aren't feeling it. Drama-wise, I think it works better. I don't mind the characters. I, at the moment, am continuing to watch it. So I will see where they go. And Melissa Leo's here. We all know that Melissa Leo don't play. Okay. Okay. Listen, you'll find out little bit later why we think that queen of the south <laughs> now don't mess with this woman either because yeah. on usa she's back and it's looking i don't know how it's looking <laughs> well it's looking as dangerous as what it started looking like and, and look everybody this is based on uh the book la reina del sur okay Ooh, nice 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 before this came up uh, or came to be there's a telenovela so a telenovela of the same name on Telemundo. So here we go. So we have Queen of the South now in English. Well, this is the second season. The first season, we know it started with Alice Braga's character, Teresa Mendoza. She is running away from a drug kingpin in Mexico. She escapes mm. to Texas. In Texas, she's captured by the wife of the drug kingpin in Mexico. The wife in Texas runs her own uh, ring, drug ring. So, okay. And she is forced to work for her. Now, in her possession, she has a book that's very valuable to this kingpin in Mexico, who is also a politician. So, mm. she uses that to get into the semi-good graces of the wife. And in the second season, they're now in cahoots working together against the husband because the husband and wife are at war. Now this, Ooh. everybody, that's enough. We know who the Queen of the South eventually becomes. Uh-huh. Mm. This is great summer TV. Is Ooh. it perfect television? No. If, is it always the best writing? No. Is it always the best acting? No. It doesn't matter. It's entertaining. It's thrilling. You want to see what happens next. And I love seeing this largely Latin American cast do its thing. Thank you. 
Ooh, you wet my whistle on that one. Listen, <laughs> let's end this with yeah. the inevitable end. Orange is New Black is back on Netflix, yeah. and they've got a pretty faithful crowd. Mm-hmm. This is what, season five? Season five. Season five. Can you imagine? Now, I hear there's some unrest going on in the prison this yeah. season. Well, you know, at the end of season four, a major character was killed. Ugh. By a guard. Was was killed. Yes, killed. Now, in this season, we see the aftermath of that. They One of the prisoners had a gun. And we see how that happened at the end of season four. and season five, we picked right back up with her holding the gun to a guard's head. Mm. So we're in a riot, everybody. What happens to the gun? What happens to the prisoners? What happens to the guards? Will they be able to stop it? All of that is the very beginning of this new season. I am now in season, I'm sorry, episode three of season five, and they're still dealing with the riot. I'm over the riot, by the way. I'm over it. Oh, boy. Wow. Now, this show has always been uneven, but it's always been, or pretty much it's been, consistently entertaining. I think the previous season was the most consistent, but it was the least entertaining. So it's a strange show to try to balance comedy, drama, and everything else at the same time. It's hard to do. They typically do a good job of it. I think in season five, it's starting to, it's starting to grow its teeth. Like the, the adult teeth are coming in a little too low, a little too long. Okay. So it's long in the tooth. They either are going to have to <laughs> keep going crazy as they've, they've done. Cause this season reportedly, it gets even crazier. It goes all over the place. I just don't know how much longer they're going to be able to sustain it. So that's the question. I'm still with you, Orange is the New Black. I just see the question marks coming over the horizon. Well, listen, you can also over the horizon check out all of these shows if you wish to. It's not going to stop. We always say that TV will keep going. So you better hop on board. Did you know? Part one. Critique. There's that that creepy voice. There it is. (laughs) I have. uh, Did you know? Okay, Mm. you ready for this one? This is. This reminds me of you. (laughs) Oh, and you'll and you'll soon find out. Now, (laughs) what famed, super talented actress who is a part of a award-winning show currently out? went to the producers and demanded for her to get equal pay as her male co-star. And she got it. Oh. Yeah, she got it, boy. And and I'll I'll say this. Mm -hmm. I I think I'm going to tip the hat. Not, I think you'll figure it out, but this will tip the hat a little bit for our listeners. And the way she did it and what she did isn't far from her character <laughs> that she plays. Think you know what? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to look at my list of TV shows and see if it's recent and figure it out. Give, me, give right. me a few seconds. Okay, here we go. This episode of Why Watch That is brought to you by Audible.com the leading provider of spoken audio entertainment, providing digital versions of audiobooks for download to your computer, phone, and MP3 player. Sign up today to try Audible free for 30 days and get a free audiobook of your choice. Visit audibletrial.com forward slash why watch that to get your free audiobook now and to support our show.
Did you know? Part two. All right,、mm-hmm. we are back. We are now. I gave you a lot of clues. It's a current TV show. Yeah, it's a female.、Mm-hmm. She's super talented. The show is award-winning, and her male co-star was getting paid more than she was, and she demanded equal pay. Yeah, yeah. See, so this eliminates all new shows. Has to be a returning show, and it has to be a show with a man and a woman who are on equal level, equal footing. So it's、According、not like to her. Yeah. Yes.、Mm-hmm. So it's not like Orange is the New Black. No. Doesn't sound like a bloodline to me either.、Uh, with what's recent, not Nashville or anything like that. No.、Mm-mm. House of Cards. House of Cards. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what gave it away is that it's not far from what her character was. Right.、Done. Yeah. And even when you look, if 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 there is going to be two leads, male and female, I mean, how many shows is that? Well, true. Now, listen. Robin Wright、uh, went on record to say that she went to the producers. She was seeing, you know, that Claire was getting as much attention as Francis was,、mm. and she thought to herself, "I'm not getting paid what Kevin Spacey's getting paid." Uh oh. So this is not allegedly. This is from her own mouth. She walked into, or she made an appointment with the producers and said, "Hey, because these two characters are equal." I want equal pay.、Mm. We get equal screen time, and then she says, "If you don't, I'm gonna go public." Oh, Ooh, that is definitely a Claire move. So, <laughs> listen, hats、I、off to Robin Wright. She she's a huge fighter of of、uh, the workplace equality for men and women. So, hey, ladies, I don't know if you need to take it from her or if you need to just. <laughs> <laughs> Watch a little more House of Cards. I'm not sure. <laughs> Back to why watch that. We're not finished talking about television. Do you know why? Because、what? it doesn't end. Oh, <laughs> oh I can chime in. <laughs> no, right? Or it does end, and then all of a sudden you're going through withdrawal. Yes, that's the topic of this segment. We are dealing with shows that have been concluded, or shows that have. Taken a break, and we'll come back next season. Yeah, let's start with the canceled since eight on Netflix. Yeah, um, look, two seasons.、Uh, I'm surprised it got to season two. This is a、mm. very expensive show. It's very ambitious. They film it all over the world. This is not sound stages.、Hmm. Okay, now this is about a group of eight. They were born at the same time, and they are a different kind of human. They are an evolution of humans.、Oh, so they have sensory abilities, where they can share each other's knowledge and all kinds of things. So it's a great premise. This is from the Wachowskis, after all. Okay. Yes, this is the Matrix. Yeah, and all of that. So you know, it's hyperkinetic craziness. The first season to me was just way too wonky, way too wonky. But what kept me watching was the premise, and when they actually dealt with the title, it was interesting. In season two, I think they are more focused on that title, more focused on the powers, more focused on who's after this group of eight. They are on the run, in quotes. So not physically, but mentally on the run. So in this season, I think if they'd started this way or had gotten here faster in season one, they may still be going. They may not have been canceled.、Mm. 
But there it is. So, I mean, if you're interested in just crazy, if you're interested in what the Wachowskis think, this is the show to watch. It has a, a cast from all over the globe. Um, is it perfect TV? No. Is the little always work for you? No. But it's certainly not boring. Well, it's done, unfortunately. <laughs> yes. Um, well. Or fortunately, you know, maybe they're ready to move on. I'm not sure. Yeah. But Netflix doesn't cancel lightly because it can just live. But it sounds, it sounds like you know maybe this is something that people can can watch and maybe it'll get revived again. Who knows? They they're doing that with Arrested Development. So. Mm-hmm. Prison Break on Fox. Now, this is a reboot. No, not a reboot. It's a continuation. Um, just yeah. Explain to me Prison Break because it's it was on and it was off and it's on again. Yes. Uh, yeah. So Prison Break is is back now. Um, <laughs> let me tell you something. Supposedly, Wentworth Miller's character, Michael Schofield, was dead. Well, okay. no, he wasn't dead. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. He was working with, like, the CIA or something. Uh, and now Ooh. he's on the outs there. And the guy that um, he was working for married his wife, played by Sarah Wayne Callies. Okay. Whoa. And yes, so he is now in prison in Yemen. His brother, played by Dominic Purcell, figures this out, figures he's still alive, goes over there to rescue him. That's the prison break. Of course, there are people who are, break out with him. All the characters from the first iteration of the series are back. Do some, all of them survive? No. Uh, so we see that he, after he gets out of prison, he comes back to the States to reclaim his family from this man. Can he do that? Does he do that? That's what this season is about. I will say this. If you are a diehard Prison Break fan, this is for you just because you're a diehard mm-hmm. fan. If you're not, don't start here. Start with season one, go to season two, and you can stop there, honestly. Um, I'm someone who's been suckered in by this show, so I've seen every single episode. <laughs> <laughs> there's no turning back. Now, here's where there's no turning back. Yeah. The Americans. We are both completely caught up mm. with the Americans. Now, I have to say next season is its last season. Yeah. They've got to conclude this thing and the way they ended it, it doesn't look like a definite ride to conclusion, so they've got a lot to do. But I will say this. <laughs> they training up their children. Yes, they are. <laughs> or at least one of them. <laughs> That's right, and it's and it's looking crazy. It is looking crazy. Um, there, you know, Paige, the daughter, is learning how to fight. She's getting her confidence. What's going on with her? Is she going to be uh, uh, a KGB agent? Uh, their their younger son, he's turned into a In genius rest. all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Mo, I thought that was an interesting thing to do with him. But look, this is about Elizabeth, right? And are happy. Yes. That's what it's about, Elizabeth and Philip. And uh, they are as the, the closer they get in their relationship, the further away they are from Russia. It's an interesting yeah. thing going on. And, and, uh, and we always have to preface yeah. that Philip has always, since day one, there's been a lot of doubt. That's right. On what he's doing and guilt in a season that we've never seen before from Philip. 
a lot of guilt about what he's doing. And we find out from his past mm-hmm. why some of that is coming up. And That's right. We'll let you keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And Elizabeth is the one who's been more of the gung ho. I'm a KGB agent. I'm doing my mission. I am for my homeland. But there are cracks in, in, in that facade now as well. So we can see how she is now worried about him and the family, and they want out of the states. They, and that's important, they want out. Except something, a monkey wrench is thrown in the very tail end of the season that could have Elizabeth and Philip one operating more than the other. We'll just say that much. Because some new development has come through and the question is, in this after this season, will they be a team, or will one go without the other? Hmm. Yes, and that's going to be the question in the final season. I think it's going to. This is ending exactly where it need, when it needs to end. Yeah, one more yeah, season is yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. right. We're going to see where they land, but the title is the Americans. Mm-hmm. So the question is going to be when it ends. What does that mean? And we also know from history, and we'll end it here, mm-hmm. um, what's going to happen. The USSR is still in effect at this point in the history, yeah. and we know what happens. So mm-hmm. there, we're seeing the decay of the Russian um, portion of the, of the show, right? Yeah. We're seeing a lot of corruption. We're seeing them lying to their, to their uh, spies. Yes. saying they're not going to weaponize certain things and they do weaponize certain things. So yeah, it's 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 looking gloom for the Russians. <laughs> yeah, because right now we're, it's 1984 in the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it is not in The Leftovers on HBO. <laughs> <laughs> um, this show it was not canceled. It concluded. It's done. Yeah. And after, what, three seasons? Three, that's right. We find out the very end. Yes. Now, from the beginning, the creators, Damon Lindelof of Lost Fame uh, and Tom Parada, who wrote the book, they said, look, you're not going to get answers as to why or how this disappearance happened. So that was clear from the beginning. We wouldn't figure out why this departure happened. Now, the question is, is this the revelation departure? The rapture? Is that what it is? Is it something else? What happened to the people who are left over? That's the title. Well, in season three, they answer the question this way. They answer the question that you might be asking, which is, what is the point of this show? What is this show really about? Because watching it to ep- episode to episode, you don't know. This is one of these things, and we talked about Twin Peaks. The Leftovers is one of these shows where you go, I have no idea what's going on, but I have to watch it. Mm-hmm. Just like Legion earlier this uh, year. I have to watch it. I, this cast knows exactly what it's doing. They're clear. The writers are clear. I'm just not clear. I've got to figure this out. Well, at the end, I'll tell you this, everybody. This show is about love, fear, and loss. Mm. How those three things intersect. Because can you overcome fear to get to the love after loss? Hmm. That's the question. And in the last two episodes, I'll say they made that very clear if you're watching carefully. So I Hmm. will say that I was fully satisfied by these three seasons because I listened to what they said 
and I watched carefully. Uh, my brother and I watched this together. We're still fans of this. This show, everybody, is for you if you are fine being in the dark until there's light at the very end. Oh, that's a perfect ending. Listen, those shows, those one, two, three, four shows, you can catch, you can binge either on Netflix, you can watch it all on on HBO. If you act quickly, in fact, I think they may have taken it down already on FX with the Americans, but Prison Break, if you dare try, go ahead. But just remember, don't blame us when you go through withdrawals. (laughs) And now, the pick of the week. The critic is coming at you with a pick of the week. It's The Mist. Yes, The Mist. (laughs) (laughs) The movie way back in like what 2007 based on Stephen King's novella it's directed and the screenplay is also uh, the same person Frank Darabont yep it stars Marsha Gay Harden which we love her here mm-hmm. Thomas Jane Lori Holden Andre Brower like it on and on you, you even get Toby Jones in here <laughs> yes you do of course you do <laughs> wonderful wonderful it is a horror film but it's more of a thriller horror it's yeah. it's to me it was and they're bringing it back as a TV show. Hmm. So do tell. Do tell about the movie and give us a little sneak, wet our whistle a little bit about the show. Well, look, this is the kind of movie when you hear about it, you go, really? That's probably some trash. No! It is entertaining. And I remember watching it the first time, Ref going, wow, I was entertained by this. What a surprise. Now, look. <laughs> what happens, everybody? We're in a town, of course. There's a violent thunderstorm. Thomas Jane's character, David Drayton, decides to go into town to go to the store. He brings his eight-year-old son and his neighbor, Britton Norton, with him. And his neighbor's played by Andre Brower. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, the neighbor and David, they have a relationship that is not quite as easy as it seems. So they Mm -hmm. go to the store. In the midst of all of this... There's another woman, played by Marsha Gate Harden, Mrs. Carmody, who's a crazy person. She's a religious fanatic. She is the villain. Yes, she is. Crazy. So she's in the store. And a bunch of other people. Uh, Toby Jones plays the assistant manager of the store. (laughs) So they're all there. Now what happens is, in this storm, it brings about these beings that are hostile. (laughs) And you better stay inside, or you may end up dead. It's that kind of thing. Yeah, I won't it's a mist tell that you. goes over the city. Yes, that's the right. So they're in the mist, and you don't want to be in the mist with them. No, I'll tell you that. No. Um, now, what happens? Who's really the problem here? Is it those creatures in the mist, or is it Mrs. Carmody, or both? <laughs> that's the kind of thing. And we know this is classic horror thriller where it's not really the strange beings that are the problem, but really the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have that continuation, but this is just a lot of fun. It's just a lot of fun. It'll make you cringe and, and scream and go, ugh, when you see the things that are in the mist. Um, and just have fun with it. That's it. I mean, I'm not even going to tell you what the creatures are, but who's left standing at the end, everybody? Mm. 
<laughs> you know what? You're a little dark heart. You think that that's fun. <laughs> well, you can um, you could check out The Midst. I'm sure it's somewhere available for you to stream or even rent on iTunes of that nature. So if you dare, dare, dare try to watch, just make sure you have a nice blanket over you and snuggle up because it's going to get you. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea, and we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.